Well, stand with me if you would as we read from the 14th chapter of the book of Romans, Romans 14. And we'll read verses 17 through 19. Romans 14, 17 through verse 19. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink or eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. So if you put that in the context of where we've been and thinking about the things that are not essential, um, things that the Scripture doesn't really speak about one way or the other, let me just give you one right up front. You ready? So does anybody know the mode of burial that Brother Wiseman has chosen? Cremation. Um, It's not the mode that I would choose. But the Bible doesn't specifically say that you have to be bodily buried. Now, I do take a cue from our Lord's own death. He was buried. But was I going to, as Donnie and I were beside his bed, and he's essentially on his deathbed, quarrel with Brother Wiseman about cremation? No. No, not going to do that. Um, So, you know, I think that's... That's a difficult thing, you know, for for me, and some things are going to be more difficult for each of us than other things, but I I just have trouble, you know, with that. Not everybody does, Um, and no doubt funerals are expensive, Um, and some people choose that mode just because of that, Um, but it's just, once again, it's another example of where we are in Romans 14. And how that we need to think, you know, about these sorts of things with one another. And that I don't take somebody to task over something the Bible doesn't really say. I mean, where am I going to be dogmatic? Where the Bible says, thou shalt or thou shalt not. But where it doesn't say thou shalt and thou shalt not, all I'm going to tell you is, can you do it and glorify God? Because you're to do all that you do to glorify God. So that's, that's what you're going to get from me. Um, I hope. That's not that I couldn't stray into that other lane and say, now, brother, you know, that's just not right. And you'd have to say, well, where does it say that? You know, where does Scripture say that that's not? That's what he said unto us there in the hospital. Um, We're going to return to ash and dust. Um, So, um, again... You think about what we were reading there about, uh, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Because when you get to the very next verse, you could put whatever you want to as far as the non-essential. You could put cremation in there. Um, you know, you could put what we, what were some of the other examples that we gave? Homeschooling. You could put, what else could you put in there? Uh, meat, drink, and days, different days, certainly. But you put all sorts of things in there, right? So for with fill in the blank, for meat, destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are 
pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is neither good, or it is good neither to eat flesh, nor drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. So, you know, we're, we're still, Paul hasn't finished, you know, with this, has he? I mean, we're still, we're still here talking about these things. But this morning, what I want to talk about, not unrelated to what we've been saying, but in verse number 17, we have these three words, or four words, rather, I guess I should say, the kingdom of God. We want to talk about the kingdom of God a little bit. I'm going to set some, try to set some groundwork for the rest of this verse. We, we can't make it, I can't. Somebody might be able to. Somebody better than me could make it through the whole verse in one message, maybe. But I'm, I'm going to need more than one. Um, and just like that voice that, uh, who was that? You, Brother Donnie? You say that? That's the voice God gave you? Well, I'm the preacher that God's given you, at least for now. So you'll have to bear with me not being able to make it through verse 17 in one, in one message. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. Cohen, would you pray for us again? Amen. You may be seated. I did have another thought in regards to last week's message on the subject of uh, judging, which I said last week, that wasn't a complete treatment of the subject of judging, right? Um, But in the area of judgment in regards to others, I think here's a good question. Are you more critical of others than you are of yourself? I think that's a good question. I think that's a fair question for us to ask ourselves. Are we more critical of others than we are of ourselves? I don't know of anybody more critical of me than me. I'm, I'm pretty critical. You can't see that. You don't know that. Um, you know, that's, that's happening continuously you know, within me. I'm, I'm pretty critical of myself. Um, but are we more critical of others than we are of ourselves. I mean, that, I think that's another way, or that's a question that we can, we can put it in terms of, you know, the speck and the beam, you know, are we more critical of others than we are? That's what's happening. You know, they're going around looking for specks in other people's eyes when we've got a beam in our own. You know, it's another way of stating that, you know, are we more critical of others than we are, you know, of ourselves? Um, I think we need to be harsher on ourselves than we are on others. Um, but this, this thought that we have in verse number 17, the kingdom of God is righteousness. It is joy. It is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is not, that's what we're told first, right? We're told what it's not. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. The kingdom, kingdom of God is not meat and drink. You know, what if it were reversed? You know, um, I said that to a friend of mine this morning in a text, and he said, I think it is. You know, you look around you, the world anyway. I mean, that's, that's certainly what it's all about to them. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Yeah, I figured Cohen was going to finish that. Well, you've heard that before, haven't you, Cohen? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what was important. Um, you know, Paul talks about the, uh, what was the name of the, the, those people? They were slow bellies. Um, ah, who were they, Brother JT? Help me out. Hmm? Somebody say it? It's, anyway, I can't remember the name of those, that group of people, but they, you know, it, it gives you the idea that's what they were about, you know. Um, you know, we were, we, were, we were talking last week about different things that can be offensive to different peoples and different places in the world. And, you know, one thing was putting your hands in your pockets unless you were getting something out of your pocket. You know, well, it's offensive to the Romanian people, you know, for you to do that. A pastor friend of mine said he was, you know, in places and somebody come up behind him and tap him on the shoulder and say, take your hands out of your pockets, you know, because he had his hands in his pockets. And we do that all the time here, um, especially if I'm cold. Put my hands in my pocket. But um, Paul lifts up the whole argument and puts it in perspective. I mean, here's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about things that... that that we, a weaker brother, and he's having trouble with this thing, there's a stronger brother that's not, he's to receive, you know, the weak. You know, we've been talking about those things and the things that are, you know, non-essential. Um, and so Paul puts it in perspective here, doesn't he? I mean, what's he saying? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. You know, don't destroy the work of God because of meat. You know, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Um, you know, the kingdom of God is not um, grape juice or wine. We had communion this morning, right? Um, some people, um, I had a pastor friend of mine tell me this just recently. He said, I had a young man come up to me after services, and he said, why don't we use wine? And the pastor's, well, we use grape juice. Well, I can't worship unless we use wine. That's right here. You know, that's right here where we are, isn't it? Um, you know, how about... I didn't mention this back when I was when I was throwing out examples before in the preceding verses, but back during I said it back here. I think we were talking at the table, but but um, you know back when COVID was going on, and we had the, the masks, and there were people that they thought they had to wear them, and people that they just you know didn't want to wear them at all. They would fight about them, you know. Um, you know well, what do you do in that situation? You know, I mean, if if it if it offends my brother. Wear it. Yeah. If it would bother my brother for me not to wear the mask, wear the mask. Wear the mask. Do you have to wear it inside your house? No. That's your, he's not there. Right? And it's the same thing. I, I, didn't, I wanted to mention this because I didn't want you to get the impression because of some things that I said before. You know, when Paul says, if meat offends my brother, I'll eat meat no more forever. You know, did he mean he was never going to eat meat himself? No. In, in the presence of his brother? Absolutely not. When he's at home, eat the meat. His, his conscience is not bothered. He's at liberty to do so. You know? So I don't have to wear the mask at home. You know? Unless it's my wife that's like, you've got to wear a mask. You know, she's not. You know, but if she were, you know, what would I do? You know, wear the mask. Um, so you know, whatever you want to put in that blank. I mean, we could put lots of things in there. And we can feel pretty strongly, you know, about those things on our part. But we've got to bear with the weak. We've got to receive, you know, the weak. Um, I'm going to skip over some things here that I've touched on that I would have gone into more detail. But, but um, 
we can only be definitive where the Bible is. You know, Cohen and I were talking about some things the other day and said it in a different way. You know, where the Bible's silent, you know, we ought to be. I mean, we can have an opinion, but I can't be dogmatic about it because the Bible doesn't say, you know. Um, but we can only be definitive where the Bible is. We can give opinion. We can give advice. Uh, but we should not come on too strong uh, to the weaker brother or sister. We can talk about it, leave it alone, give them time to work that thing out between them and the Lord. I mean, maybe we've given them some new information they haven't had before, and they've got to have some time to think about it, uh, pray about it, seek the Lord over it. Um, you think about um, this idea here of the kingdom of God not being meat and drink. People were focused, right, upon the meat. People were focused upon the drink. People were focused upon days. Um, you, you, you lose sight of the forest for the trees, right? You know, if we want to put it in terms of the kingdom, you know, somebody's staring at a few bricks over here, and they're missing the whole kingdom. I mean, it's just these bricks, these two bricks right here. I just can't get past these two bricks, you know. Um, so they, <clears throat> they're focusing upon the lesser. Um, I think about the, the Pharisees in Matthew 23. In verse 23, they paid tithe of mint. And that's pretty small, right? And, and anise and, 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 and cumin. And have omitted the weightier matters of the law, right? You know, we see that. They, they would strain at, and we have a lot more of these now on the farm than what we had over here. There's gnats, you know, but they strain in a gnat and they swallow a camel. I mean, that's incredible to think about, isn't it? Um, they're straining over here at this little bitty thing, but they're swallowing this great big elephant over here, you know, so to speak. Um, so the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Or let's go back to a former illustration that we had, ping pong. That's kind of, a, we would say, that's silly. You can't play ping pong, Really? No, he couldn't. Yeah, that man couldn't. So um, there may be things that we abstain from ourselves or even abstain from while with others that we have no issues with. Um, but for the sake of our brother or sister, we, we abstain. We may have liberty, but we abstain for you know, their sake. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I, mean, I, I think... Brother JT or somebody may have mentioned this passage. I don't think that I've used it in Romans 14 yet, but 1 Timothy 1, you recall where Paul tells Timothy, he says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What about? What are they going on about? What do these people have a problem with? Forbidding to marry commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. You know, but there's those even on, in that camp that are saying, you cannot do that. You know, they're straining at gnats and swallowing camels. Um, Brother J.T. last week brought up the passage in... Uh, 1 Corinthians, all things are lawful unto me, 
right? But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power you know, of any. And then you get into 1 Corinthians 10, 23. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man's every man another's wealth. Well, if I'm if I'm not eating or not drinking or not playing ping pong, you know, for the sake of my brother, then that's what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about edification. We're not we're talking about not seeking our own. I have liberty, but my brother or sister doesn't. Therefore, I'm not going to partake and offend my brother or sister or put a stumbling block before my brother or sister for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness. You're going to hear me repeat that a lot. It is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Um, He goes on to say, whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat, asking no question for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid you to a feast and you be disposed to go, I wasn't disposed to. Every Christmas party they had at work, I did not want to go to. I didn't go to. I worked that place 20 years. I didn't go to one Christmas party. I didn't want to because I knew it would be going on there. Uh, I didn't want to be subjected to it. But if you be disposed to go, now that's my conscience. I'm not going to lay that on you, you know, and you not go to one, you know. You might go to one depending on what kind of company you work for and decide, I'm never going to one again, you know, or go to one and say, you know, that was okay, you know, um, I'll, I'll go to these. Um, but anyway, if you be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat asking no question for conscience sake. But if any man say unto you, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You know, can you imagine a brother or sister, you know, sitting beside us that had a trouble with that? We didn't have trouble with it. But here they're like, can you believe this? Oh, no, I can't believe that, you know. Let's not eat it. You know, can you see yourself, you know, there in that, in that position? Because you have a weaker brother or sister with you, and you're like, okay, well, you know, let's, let's not eat that. Um, just for their sake, you know, let's not eat that. Um, Conscience, I say, not thine own, but of the other. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of? For that which I give thanks. Whether therefore you eat or drink. I mean, I I wanted to read all that to get to here. How many times do we quote verse 31? And that verse, whether we therefore eat or drink or whatsoever we do, that we do all of the glory of God and think about it, what it's attached to from where we've been in Romans 14. You know, um, you know, the fact that I eat or don't eat or I eat or don't eat because a weaker brother or sister can't eat, then what am I doing? I'm doing they're doing it to the glory of God. I'm not eating to the glory of God. I'm not eating for their sake to the glory of God. Um, you know, it's not, nothing wrong with me abstaining from eating meat. I could probably miss a few meals. I didn't eat lunch yesterday till 4 o'clock. Um, y'all didn't eat lunch probably later than that because Mom and Dad and Ryan, you know, were out at the farm. We were all working. I know about 2 o'clock, Brother Jerry, I said, isn't it lunchtime? And Anna said, it is. <laughs> well, let's just do this. And by the time that was over with, you know, 
it was uh, it was already four, but it wouldn't hurt me to miss a few meals. I could skip a few and still make it. Um, you know, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about abstaining from, you know, eating something or drinking something because it would offend my brother or sister. Um, I mean, there are things that we are told in Scripture that we are to abstain from. It's not going to hurt me to abstain from that. I am to abstain from fleshly lust that war against the soul. There's something to abstain from. Um, absolutely. So some people get lost in the minutiae. You've heard that word before, haven't you? I know I've got a teacher here. She knows that word for sure. Um, but it's the details, you know, the small details, the minutiae. Some people get lost in the minutiae, the lose the forest for the trees, you know, uh, sort of thing. Uh, they strain at the gnat and they swallow a camel. Um, the Pharisees certainly did that, didn't they? But uh, we saw that already. We read that, but they, they did that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There with him, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know that one, sister? Yeah. You got that one, okay. So we want to leave you behind. Fly off the handle. Yeah. No, bear with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, what are the essentials in the kingdom of God? Is it meat and drink? Mm -mm. Righteousness? Peace? Joy in the Holy Ghost. I may not mention it as many times I'm starting to hear you say it, you know, and, and repeat it, and even get it in the right order. <clears throat> but, um, you know, the Old Covenant had its visible, external, physical, earthly elements, regulations, ceremonies pertaining to food and drink. Kingdom of God is not food and drink. Those, you know, those things were shadows of the new, right? They were shadows of what was to come. Mark 7.15 says, There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. Peter speaks of this in 1 Peter 3.3. Ladies, ready? Whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of plating the hair, right? And of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. You know, that's not just for the ladies, but it does talk about plating of hair. I don't think I've ever plated my hair. Have you ever plated your hair, Brother Donnie? Try not to. Um, Brother Donald Denny, I forget, I think he was preaching on Samson. And he was told his wife, he said, I was tempted to divide my hair into seven locks and put little braids upon it. And I was thinking, I'm sure glad you didn't do that. That would have looked really funny. Uh, people would have not forgotten it for sure, but I haven't forgotten it, you know, <laughs> didn't even see it. Um, but it's inward. 
What were the Pharisees about? It was the outward. And they were straining at gnats and swallowing, you know, camels. Um, Paul said in Colossians 2.16, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of a new moon or of Sabbath days. You know, what, what, the kingdom of God, it's not meat and drink. It's not the external. It's not the outside. Uh, the Pharisee was told, you know, outside you, you clean, you know, but inside the cup's corrupt. I mean, you're drinking, you're drinking corruption, you know, through the cup. Um, he is a Jew, Romans 2.29, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God. Um, you know, David knew it as far as sacrifices were concerned. He said in Psalm 51.17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. And here's all this Old Testament economy, all these, these, these things that are being offered. And David said, wait a second. Yeah, that's, that's a picture. That's a type. You know, but it's, it's here. It's, it's a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O oh God, thou wilt not despise. Because you get into Isaiah 1 and verse 10, and you remember the Lord says, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Who's he speaking to? He's not speaking to Sodom. I'm not speaking to Gomorrah, I'm speaking to Israel. He says, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom, and give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread in my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. It's a matter of the heart, isn't it? You know, the person I was telling you about this morning, that's what I've been trying to convey, you know, to them, is it is the heart. It's not the outside. It's the inside. Um, What are the essentials of the kingdom of God? There are three. Righteousness, right? That's the first one. What's next? Peace. And then what? Joy. Right. So joy in the Holy Ghost. Right, sister? Thank you for finishing that. Um, we find reference, and this, this is where I want, to kind of, I want to finish out this morning, just kind of getting some groundwork. We find references to the kingdom of God. And I'll try to give them all because Sister Delina writes them down or I'm going to have to give them to her later, which I don't mind. I'm not complaining. That's good. That's good. Um, but just some places where we find the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven referenced in Scripture. Um, we'll continue in these things next week. But um, just want to read some of these verses to you. Matthew nineteen twenty three and 24. Then said Jesus to his disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, here's a place where the kingdom of heaven is mentioned, right? A rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say unto you, we've got another camel before us here, right? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And you remember the disciples said, who can be saved? They understood what the Lord was saying. I mean, riches don't have to be coins jingling in your pocket, you know, a large bank account. Um, It was for the rich ruler, wasn't it? Uh, The rich ruler came and said, I've done all these things from my youth. It was about that. The Lord did put his finger upon the thing that he could see, that he could understand. He, he thought he had kept all the rest of it, which he hadn't. He hadn't kept those things either. Um, but 
Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'm, aren't you glad the Lord made you poor? Hmm? Humbled you, right? Made you poor and contrite and heart and spirit. Yeah. If he, if, I mean, we would have never come to him otherwise, would we? We would never come before him. We would never humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that we'd be exalted in due time. You know, we didn't have confessed our sins. We would have been like the man that we have brought so many times during our study in Romans before ourselves when you have the Pharisee and the publican. And what was that Pharisee doing? I mean, it is, it is alarming to me when you begin to read about him and it says that he stood there. Anybody? And prayed thus with himself. With himself. He prayed with himself. And he starts praying and saying, I thank you that I'm not like other men. I thank you that I pay tithes and I do this and I, 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 I. Over and over again. And, and, and what do we couple that with in Scripture? And I know I say it to you often, but, but they went about to establish their own righteousness by their own works, by their own deeds, right? So what else could he do, you know, but say, I, 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 I. And then you have this publican who was off-scouring, you know, of his community and society. I mean, he was, he was gathering taxes for the Romans, Jewish money from Jewish households and Jewish mouths that were being fed and giving it to the Romans, you know. Um, and what's he say? It's simple. The simplicity that's in Christ, right, brother? God, be merciful to me, a sinner, you know. Um, so we see that simplicity. Uh, Matthew 5, 3 says, blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, we're talking about poor, right? How thankful we are God made us poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I mean, there's another reference to the kingdom of heaven. How about Matthew 6, 10? Thy kingdom come. It's his kingdom. And he is king. And we said last week here in Romans 14, didn't we? Um, verse number 11. And we made, we, made a, we made a big deal about what's being made a big deal of here in this verse. That it says, for it is written, as I live. God says, as I live. It is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. He is king. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. And, you know, the government, right, should be upon his shoulders. Um, you know, so thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth or in earth as it is in heaven. How about the 33rd verse as we get further into Matthew 6? Anybody know Matthew 6.33 by heart? No? But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what? And his righteousness. What do we say in Romans 14.17? The kingdom of God is righteousness, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We don't have to worry about those things. Those are secondary things. Here's the primary thing. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and those things, those be added unto you. The Lord will take care of those things. 
Here's the important thing. It's the kingdom of God. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Not may be added unto you, not could be added unto you, but it says shall be added unto you, right? And who's saying that? I mean, we might as well attach what we just quoted in Romans 14 and verse 11 where it says there, let's, let me read it again to you. As it is written, or for it is written, as I live. You might as well couple that with Matthew six thirty-three: Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. As I live, God said this. As I live, saith the Lord, all these things shall be added unto you. Can you. Do you look at the promises in God's word that way? We ought to. As I live, saith the Lord. This is a promise I'm making unto you, Cohen, is what God's saying. You can take it to the bank. You can take it to the bank. You know, we use that expression. I don't know if that's an expression. Sister Shelby, I'm picking on Sister Shelby. Take it to the bank. Is that one? Is that, that's, not, that's not just something we use here. But you can cash that in. Right? God's faithful. As I live, saith the Lord. All these things shall be added unto you. You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. As I live, saith the Lord, all these things shall be added unto you. Are you prepared for the coming kingdom? Or better yet, has a place in the kingdom been prepared for you? And that's what the Lord said to the disciples, right? I go to prepare a place for you. Matthew seven twenty one says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. You know, this is part of the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Matthew nine thirty five, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So we preach the gospel of the kingdom, right? We have a gospel to preach. It's a gospel of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Uh, is the gospel that we have to preach. Matthew thirteen eleven says, He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you, right? It's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. It says, unto them it's not given. So here you sit this morning. How we ought to rejoice that, that we've had our eyes opened, or as Lydia had heart opened, our ears have been unstopped. We've been able by the Spirit, righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost, right? We've been enabled by the Spirit of God to see. We've been quickened that we might see. Apart from, apart from that, a man can't hear or see the kingdom of God. And Scripture tells us that. So it's given unto you. So here you are, Sister Shelby, sitting at your house. And you're reading, you know, something. It's given unto you to know these things. Brother Jerry sitting in the morning, maybe he flips through his favorite passage of Scripture, or maybe, and the Lord shows him something fresh, or something new, or makes it fresh, I should say. It happens, yeah. Uh, or we read something, and we're like, Lord, I just, I'd like some more light on this. Well, it's given. I'm not saying it's given to you at that moment. It may, be, it, it may be years down the road. It's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. You will know. Right, Brother Donnie? We're going to know even as we are known. You will know. You will know. 
but to them it is not given. In Matthew thirteen twenty four, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed, good seed in his field. You remember there were some tares. An enemy came in and sowed some tares in there. And you know, let's, let's fast forward to Romans 14 territory here where everyone's going to stand and give an account. Let's fast forward and you see angels coming forth for the harvest. Can you imagine, Brother Jerry? An, an, an angel is going to reap the harvest. You know, angels are going to separate, you know, the, the chaff, you know, from the wheat. I mean, I wonder what's going to, that's, that, what that's going to look like. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. But how terrifying would it be to know that you did not have salvation, that you did not know Christ, and here's this angel coming to bind you hand and foot, you know, and cast you in outer darkness. I can't even imagine, you know, what that would Aunt Nita and I were talking about that this week because we, we've all heard about those accounts where people, and Rebecca's even had situations where she's experienced it in the hospital where people are seeing things. Of course, they're on drugs, you know, so we don't know what they might or might not be seeing, but they're seeing demons coming to get them. And Aunt Nita and I were talking about that this week, and I said, you know, I've been thinking more about that. And I said, you know, what do we see in Scripture? We see angels, you know, that are... And the, and the angels went and got Lazarus, but the angels are also binding hand and foot and casting into outer darkness. Um, and if they were, if they were a sight to behold and terrifying, even in the sight in the sight of the of the disciples, um, you know what must it be like for a person that's outside of Christ? It's just hard to to even fathom, isn't it? Um, but this is a kingdom that has God as its king. As king over all his creation. Psalm 103, verse 19 says, The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Isn't that something? Daniel 4, 34 says, and you remember this about Nebuchadnezzar, At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes into heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, right? He doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say, What doest thou? Right? You know, in, 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 I mentioned to you that I was thinking about you know the leaves and the things blowing around, and, and what it was is I was reading something that I should have sent it to you, but I'll read it to you now. Um, but Spurgeon was talking about the word chance ought to be removed from our vocabulary, right? Did anybody read that this week? You may read some of the things, same things I read. I don't know, <clears throat> but he says luck or chance is a base heathenish invention, right? God rules and overrules all things, and he does nothing without a motive. The falling of a sparrow to the earth is in the divine purpose and answers to an end, God's end. 
Every grain of dust that is whirled from the threshing floor is steered by God with as unerring a wisdom as the stars in their courses. Isn't that something to think about? I mean, the stars are in their courses above. God, he's, he's absolutely, we understand. We say, yes, he's in control of those things, you know. But he's talking about even a grain of dust on the threshing floor. There is not a leaf that trembles in the autumn from the tree, but is piloted. I love the way he puts it, right? This leaf is piloted by the plan and purpose of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? A purpose consistent with the love and justice of God lies hidden in the harvest of even death. I mean, we have death before us this morning, don't we? I mean, Brother Wiseman, you know, is, is passed from this life into that which is to come. He says the insatiable archer of death, that's appointed unto all men, wants to die, right? So the insatiable archer of death is not permitted to shoot his arrows at random. Every arrow that flies bears this inscription, I have a message from God for you. You know, that's what he says here. But he says, in him we also, or were also, having been predestined according to the plan of him that works out everything in conformity and the purpose of his will. That's Ephesians 1.11, a different version, but this that I read, the person who does it, he goes along and he he updates it, I guess, to a a different version. But um, anyway, I'm I'm having trouble reading it because I'm thinking of it in terms that I know it in, in the version that I use, but... Psalm twenty two twenty eight says, For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. I mean, all the nations. He's the governor. Mark one fifteen, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Here's this gospel of the kingdom that we have to preach, right? The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. This is the message. Um, help me out with that, Brother Jerry, that, that hymn that you called out this morning. Didn't it more or less state that very thing? Um, yeah, the title of it again, help me out. Do you remember it? What was it? What page was it? 430 what? 430. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I'm. we just sang it this morning, didn't we? Somebody may get there before me. I'm in the wrong book, I guess. Because 4.30 in here is not... Is it 4.20? A charge to keep I have. That was it, wasn't it? A God to glorify. Um, So we have a message, um, you know, for the nations, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) It's a good one to remember, yeah. Um, You know, we have a a charge to keep. We have a message for the nations, you know. It's the gospel of the kingdom. Repent and believe the gospel. You know, that's the message that we have. Uh, it's a kingdom that we're born into, right? Not our first birth, but the second birth from above. We're born into this kingdom. Uh, nobody's automatically included. Uh, we're born into it, you know, in a sense. Um, you know, everybody's, we're all, we're all born, you know, under the curse, you know, of the fall. Uh, but we're born into this kingdom. Colossians 1.13 says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We know it's a coming kingdom. 
We already said that, didn't we? Thy kingdom come. It's a coming kingdom. It's a kingdom that's at hand. We just read that too, didn't we? You know, repent. The kingdom's at hand. But it's a coming kingdom as well. It's at hand and it's coming. Um, it's, it's like I ask, I think I asked Sister Shelby something, and she said, you know, it's both. It's yes. You know, could answer that question you asked me. I could just say yes, and it would be an answer to both of those questions. They're both true. I affirm both of those. But it's, it's, it's a coming kingdom, and it's a kingdom that is at hand. Um, it has come into the lives of all those who have believed upon Christ, and it is coming over the whole world. And all of history, you think about that, all of history, every man that's ever lived or will live, it's coming. It's coming over the whole world and all history. And in the end, the kingdom of heaven will stand when all other kingdoms have fallen. You know, all other kingdoms will fall, but this kingdom will stand. It's a kingdom that is sought after by we who believe in all that we say and do. We do all to the glory of God, all in regards to this kingdom. It's a kingdom that we saw last week that every knee shall bow before and every tongue shall confess. So, ask the question this morning, does this king the king of all kings, rule and reign in your heart? Does this king rule and reign in your heart? Because, like we said last week, every knee is going to bow. And we talked about what some of those knees may look like. You know, persons that, that, will, that will have those, those knees will bow and those tongues will confess who said, I never will. You think about Pilate before, before the Lord. And he says, what is truth? He's going to bow before truth, isn't he? So does this king, the king of all kings, rule and reign in your heart? Is this the kingdom and the reign that you seek? A kingdom of righteousness unlike the kingdoms of this world. For the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Like I said, we're just just trying to lay a little bit of foundation and groundwork there. Just throw some verses of Scripture out there where you can see the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, uh, the kingdom of Christ, uh, the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom that's at hand, the kingdom that's coming, all the different ways that we can talk about the kingdom. Um, this is this kingdom of God. And like I, you know, I've said about judgment, we're not giving you know, a, a, a treatment of the kingdom come, you know, in, in, in every aspect. I mean, we could, sp- we, could, we could preach a series of messages, couldn't we, on the kingdom of God? Um, you know, but just trying to give a little bit you know, there as we think uh, upon these things, the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Well, we have it answered for us here. You know, here's, here's an aspect of the kingdom of God. It's righteousness. Here's another aspect of the kingdom of God. It's peace. Here's another one. It's joy. All in the Holy Ghost. You know, so these are things concerning the kingdom of God. All right. Well, let's stand and we'll go once again to the Lord in prayer. Um, Continue to pray for the Wiseman family. Um, um, I'm sure all of this is still fresh upon their hearts and minds. Um, and having to think about and plan and, and prepare and, and, and have a, a memorial service, it's, it's even more so. Um, so do remember them. 
I pray that we would be, you know, what the Lord's called us to be, you know, for them. Those, those that are able to be here. I understand that everybody might not be able to be here. Uh, it's, it's Saturday, you know, at 11 o'clock, but, but um, that doesn't mean everybody can be here. You may have had, you know, prior obligations, uh, but those of us who can be here, um, you know, we want to be, um, you know, whatever kind of a blessing under the glory of God that we can be unto the family. So um, do be in prayer for that and for them. Um, anybody else have a, a need that you'd like for us to pray with you about? It can be unspoken need, not to be spoken. The Lord knows, you know, what those things are. Um, pray for Rebecca. She's probably on her way back, not at this moment, but she's, uh, she's putting things in motion to head back this way. Uh, she wants to be here before Thanksgiving. We don't know that, that is going to happen, but how you can pray for her in that, in that regard, um, her lease isn't up until March, but she's ready to come home. And so she's asking, you know, that, that the Lord might send somebody to help her, you know, take over that lease. And right now, you know, when she moved up there, the oil, you know, market was down and there were plenty of places to rent. Well, things have kind of picked up a little bit in her area. And so I know it's weird. Uh, Mom's like, how can that be? <laughs> but it seems like people are looking for places. So um, that the Lord would prosper you know, her way back unto us uh, in his time, just like Brother, Brother Wiseman asking, how long, Lord? Um, you know, Rebecca might be saying, how long, Lord, uh, in a different way. But pray for her that um, that the Lord would grant, you know, her her desire um, in his time and and uh, bring her back, you know, unto us um, for whatever time that might be. You know, I know ultimately she's probably working in the woodlands or somewhere as a nurse. Um, at a Methodist or St. Luke's, um, you know, the Lord could do anything. He could He could prevail upon her, Brother JT. Um, you You had that heart surgery. Well, yeah, we had to get to the hospital first, <laughs> but the Lord can do that too. Yeah, might be. But uh, you had that that heart surgery. You had it was in Lufkin, wasn't it? Yeah, I told her about that. I said, I said, Brother JT said that was a good hospital. You know, so. She could live here and drive there, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, it's a faith-based one. Yeah. Did y'all Did y'all hear about the? I forget where it was at. I read it, but I can't remember the place. Probably like Washington D.C. or somewhere. Uh, no, it was Wisconsin. I think now that I think about it. Um, but a young group, um, you know, that was there reading their Bibles on the campus, and there's you can see on one side there's there's this this person that's got a, like a trash can, a you know, metal trash can, that is banging on it, you know, while he's trying to read the scriptures, and there's another one that's got like a, a megaphone that has a siren, you know, that's just blaring, you know, <clears throat> and that wasn't enough. Somebody grabs the Bible and starts tearing pages out of it and eating the pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not how you want to consume the Word of God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right. In Thailand. Not far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The darkness is all around. Guess what you are? The light of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. You know, speaking of Brother Denny, he, he would say, may you live in interesting times. We're living in interesting times, you know, to be sure. I, th- I may have said that to you before, I don't know. But David and I would look at him, another pastor friend of mine, so <laughs> we're not really interested in interesting times, you know. <laughs> we like these times, you know. Uh, but the Lord knows what kind of time. Well, the Lord knows what kind of times we need to be in, but, but you were born not in the 1800s, you know. You were born into this time, you know. I mean, here we are, 2022. It's incredible to think about, isn't it? Um, Brother Johnny calls it a crazy space-age generation. Yeah, that's his word for it. Um, but um, here you are as light, just like that light streaming through those windows. You know, we're the light of the world. Um, salt of the earth, right? It's a corrupt place. It's a dark place. It needs salt, and it needs light. Um, so, anybody else? Anything? My sister said that... Mr. T. I thought you were going to tell us about Mr. T. Mr. T has... They're having him come out of that coma a little bit, a tiny little bit, but he's still in critical condition. Okay. Mucus. It's packed. It's, it's packed. Mm-hmm. His little right lung, it, it's nothing. It, it's still, they can't, they can't. But, and I, I it was just from a text, so I don't know the reason, but the what they put it into with the coma, his little body was not moving an inch. Mm-hmm. He was so sedated. Now um, he's opening up his eyes where he wasn't able to do that. Do that before, before yeah. Yeah, life support. Okay. Well, God made that little body, and He's able. You know, we know He's able to clear those lungs. You know, um, so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we pray for the the family, your family, you know. And how old is he? Uh, now he's going to his seventh week, seven weeks old. How hard that must be for those new parents. Yeah. Yeah. May the Lord sanctify this to their good. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. 
It's a hard place. Who am I to judge? Yeah. And I'm not to judge. Yeah. But, um, you know, I yeah. say. Right. Uh, the Lord knows. But you were going to say something else. You were going to say something else before I brought up Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, there's uh, five marijuana outlets on this big road. Oh, the stretcher road, yeah. yeah. Anyway, in uh, Uncle Dick and Aunt Betty's field, okay, where they used to grow corn and sell it, is now a big banner that says joints to go. <laughs> Already enrolled, and you can go and get it right the next stop is the, the marijuana. Hmm. Joints to go. Roll it for you. Well, That's pushing drugs, isn't it? Legally. Times they are a changing. Yeah. All right. Well, pray for each other. Yeah. Pray for one another throughout the week. You know, some of us still work. Some of us are semi-retired. Some of us, I don't, is anybody fully retired? Are you fully retired, Brother Jerry? No, you're not fully retired. There's always something to do, isn't there? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you get fully retired, you're sometimes busier than you were when you worked. So, you're, Oh, okay. <laughs> he can say that. Yeah, we can't say that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, like I said, pray for each other. I, there's things that everybody in here is going through, not just in our own lives, but there's people around us going through things, like the young man that I mentioned you know, this morning. Um, but uh, keep these things. May the Lord keep these things before us and... And uh, help us to remember to remember each other in prayer. Not all of us have an email address that says, I'm praying for you. Every time they use it, this sister does. She's got that email address. Uh, I'm praying for you. So it makes you think about it. I'm sure when you send an email to somebody, I'm praying for you. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Donnie, would you pray for us and return thanks for the meal?